My internet's semi-slow because everybody's on the thing now. <laughs> yeah, mine's been kind of shaky too, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, looks like it's all cut up. All right, so I would like to welcome Dave Burroughs and Nick Hollis um, from Hewish Outdoors. Uh, the website's down at the bottom. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us, Jason. Right. Thanks for the invite. Yes, my pleasure. Um, how are you guys holding up? How are things? Getting awfully tired of canned food. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dave, how are you doing? Oh, we're doing well. You know, it's a um, new set of challenges. You know, we have a we have a ten year old at home, so uh, mm -hmm. everything from working, you know, working full time to, to being an educator. So kind of like dealing with the dive classes back <laughs> in the day, actually. So uh, yep. not too bad. <laughs> I love it. And uh, your wife Sean does travel stuff, right? She does. She does. She uh, owns Caribbean Dive Tours, so we do wholesale uh, dive travel. So. You know, obviously, from the she started getting hit with her first before we started seeing it on the on the manufacturing side. But everybody's being real good about it. The resorts are being real, real helpful. A lot of them are allowing people to sort of rebook the trips. I mean, up to a to a year out. So, and I think once we start coming out of this, everybody's just going to be itching to, to go somewhere, yeah. to go somewhere, go for a dive, try out the new uh, Hollis backplane wing or the yeah. new drive suit, whatever the case may be. Oh, <laughs> I like it. That comes up later. We'll chat and see what you guys. I get no information normally, but let's see. Um, Nick, how how's the family doing? We're doing good. You know, we're we're practicing our social distancing. We're staying home, but uh, it's been it's been different. You know, the last couple of weeks, months have been have definitely changed. We're planning. You know, we used to plan out months ahead for programs and product launches and things like that, but lately it's been week to week and day by day and uh, focusing a lot differently on the business and for our retailers. And it's been, yeah, a lot different. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw the, uh, the more talk about the yellow and white F1 LTs. So yeah, I'm hoping to see those fairly soon. I want orange. That's what I want. So yeah, we've had that request. <laughs> I think orange was in the running, but white yeah. just took the, the two top spots. So we might see some more at some point here. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be good. Or pink, bright pink. Stellini That's wants right. bright pink, I heard. So you should give him bright pink. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Camo is another color that uh, I'm seeing uh, requested. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yep. that's definitely, I've seen that before too. That's good. Um, so one of the things that confused me initially that I don't think everybody understands is that you have a identical twin, right, Nick? I do. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that at first, um, so I was not clued in on that. So when I first met you guys, I was like, oh, he didn't like wait because I knew you before I knew Zach, and I was like, oh, that's not the only response I get. And I had no clue. What he was paying attention. <laughs> yeah, back at, at the prior AUP company, he was a lot more kind of behind the scenes, working on developing products, machining, production, mm -hmm. things like that. So as you started to step into more of the spotlight as the brand manager at DEMA shows and trade and consumer shows. He's probably been called Nick more times than he would prefer. 
<laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. 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 But people are people are definitely starting to get used to used to who he is now, so that's good. That's that's great. Yeah, that's uh, we yeah. have identical twins that are five, so the, we're waiting for that. And people still like they're like I don't know who's who. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you know how that goes. Yep. We, uh, we give a give we give Zach a hard time. We tell him that the easy way to tell who Nick is that Nick's bigger in the chest, <laughs> bigger in the arm. <laughs> Uh, all that time he spends in the gym it's not really doing much i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> too funny um what do you guys do you guys doing anything special to get through the whole covid situation being on lockdown um anything you guys have you know hobbies or things you've been playing with i mean you're working full-time but anything else to help the family get through or anything uh, i wish i wish i could say we're doing a lot a lot of uh you know different things outside we do try to get outside as much as we can but we yep. like to try and respect the whole social distancing yep absolutely in the community and it's surprising you go outside nowadays and you're expecting there to be very few people out outdoors but you come across maybe two times as many people outside even walking around nowadays so it's pretty crazy yeah it is absolutely walking uh, doing a lot of board games at night with, uh, with yeah. the 10 year olds so nice. uh, yeah yeah yeah. Um, well, Stellini wants to know how Bob's doing because we didn't specifically ask about Bob. Stellini just put um, he's he's actually doing really good. You know, from time to time he'll call me and say he needs something really, really important. And I'll ask him what it is. He said he needs to go down to the liquor store and get me a bottle of vodka and <laughs> at, at the place I'm staying at. Nice. So lately he's been enjoying his uh, quarantine with his. With Hobbies and uh, some cocktails. Yeah. Um, um, I just got notification. We're getting a bunch of feedback on one of your guys' computers, it sounds like. Uh -oh. Like you can hear me twice. Hmm. I could try and mute mine and see if it helps. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Can we hear Nick again? We were probably going to lose Nick again after this. Nick, say something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, again. Wonderful. We completely <laughs> love Nick. Uh, no, but it might be my microphone. I'm not sure. That sounds better. Uh, so, Parker, what's he what's he doing for board games? How's he handling the fact that it's left? Uh... Well, the Easter Bunny brought a new Clue game, so we're playing, you know, Clue. He loves Monopoly. Every yeah. night he wants to play Monopoly. Wow, that's different. <laughs> that is that is an elaborate game. I'm gonna step away from it. All right. So I was gonna tease Dave a little bit because we talked about his award and. Uh, him wearing the award and showing the award off for this for this meeting. I hope he comes back with the uh, yeah the diver of the year award draped around his back. We definitely got to get that. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a picture of him and Obi Wan Kenobi from the original movie behind him there. I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah, it's him. And yeah, or maybe that might just be David Stevens. Though I'm not quite sure. <laughs> could be. It could be. So Jason, yeah, you've been spending quite a time at the uh, hospital man how's that been going good um it's different being back uh it's uh a very different uh oh sean's grabbing the award for us yes sean's on uh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. uh 
it's a very different situation being back in the hospital. Uh, it's uh, there are things that I missed, and there are things that reminded me why I left and got fully into the dive uh, dive industry full on. So uh, yeah, I bet <laughs> David Stevens says easy there. <laughs> um, too funny. Uh, so uh, I think Sean's going to bring you something, Dave. No, no, she's not. <laughs> so here, here, hey, Dave, here. I said right there. really is about you. You Yeah, there we go. Oh, good that diver. Oh, oh, no, oh, Sean wants me to. So, so I have that. I have a. Anytime I want to be like the yeah, there we the, go. The man in the house. I, I go around with the little uh, with the little uh, the little award. <laughs> I love it. That's too funny. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Just make sure Sean doesn't fall off the stage again. Uh, Sean was saying you're talking about my pitching attack with Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, we just thought it was David Stevens, but then we realized <laughs> it, was it does kind of look like Dave Stevens' act. Yeah, from yeah, from a distance, it does. <laughs> too funny. Um, so, Nick, how did you start diving? So. I think my my certification date was in 1994 uh, when I first started getting into diving. Uh, the first trip that I took was with my dad and my brother Zach to Grand Cayman, and we were on a liveaboard. And um, that was our first experience with diving. It was probably years before that that we started actually scuba diving, and probably uh, around the age of eight, eight nine years old, but back before people were pointing fingers and saying that you can't bring your kids in the water that young. So, um, so that was about, yeah, that was about the time. What about you, Dave? Oh, there you go. What about you, Dave? Oh, we'll see. I'm an old guy. So I, um, I grew up by the water, grew up surfing as a kid and always wanted to just never had an opportunity. And when I was back in the Navy uh, on a submarine, one of the guys who was a Raven operator was a Patty, uh, Patty instructor. And he was looking for someone to do, uh, to, to go diving with. So uh, I got certified uh, back in 1984. So uh, I'm a few years older than Nick. So. <laughs> um, so how'd you guys progress through diving? Did you guys end up being dive instructors? Um, and how did you guys get progressed into, I mean, well, Nick, you grew up in the family, right? So. <laughs> right, right. So bef long before I was born, my dad started Oceanic. Um, I think it was in 1972 that he started the company and, um, you know, was diving a lot longer before Zach and I were, were born and got certified to dive. So by, the, by that time, it was just part of the family, the family business. And that led to us getting certified. And ever since we were probably, you know, eight, about the same age, eight, nine years old, we were involved in the business and helping over summer breaks or different holidays or, or just times we were at the company helping with assembly or other things. And that kind of progressed through throughout high school, even throughout, you know, college a little bit. And um, it was around the college time that we, that we kind of both got involved, Zach and I, with the business full time in different areas of the business. He was on the manufacturing side. I was on the sales and marketing side. And um, that's kind of what led to us, you know, obviously being involved with the brands today. And yeah. Good. Uh, Dave, what about you? What was your journey into the business side? I mean, I got certified, like I said, back in the uh, early 80s. 
I started teaching in 86 in, uh, in Virginia Beach and a lot of the uh, instructing a lot of wreck diving. Virginia Beach is great from a, from a wreck diving standpoint. And then I have not had an opportunity in the early 90s to go to Freeport, Grand Bahama and manage a shop down there. So I was down there for three years and then came back to the U.S. Started, started repping for a couple different brands. Originally O'Neill Wetsuits back in the day and then Oceanic starting in, uh, in 97. And that led to doing some sales managing on this side and then I uh, got hooked up and started inside managing for Hollis and, and Oceanic prior to uh, the Hewish person. So it's been a good journey. I, I mean, I love to die. That's what I enjoy most. Great. Um, I was going to ask the product that you were involved in making there, Nick, but um, I think... It's more appropriate based on looking at the catalog. What was the first picture you were in in the catalog? Oh man! You know, I keep I keep saying it's about time they hire some new models for the for the catalog as we're getting as we're getting older and there's better, more appropriate models for <laughs> these days. But I think it was uh, an oceanic wetsuit in like 2002 or 2003. That is and amazing. That's when it all started, really. <laughs> when was that when was that Tawali shoot? That uh, um, that was actually around 2005, 2006. Yeah. Okay. So nice. Same time. That's excellent. Um so you guys been diving for a while, doing lots of different things. Um, I'm assuming traveling all over the place. What was one of the favorite dives you've ever done, favorite locations to be at? Dave, you want to start? Um, I'd say, uh, probably the monitor. So I had an opportunity back in, um, uh, late nineties to join a group diving the, uh, the civil war wreck the monitor off of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I want to say it's still probably one of the top dives. I mean, it's not a challenging dive. It's, I mean, it's, it's deep sand. You're looking at two thirty down to the sand. Um, but to be on, you know, a wreck, you know, that, that is so historic and that so few people, I've actually been able to go to and see uh, was pretty phenomenal. Just the whole wrecks in that area, dove there, dove the Clark. Uh, I'd say it's probably one of the top ones. And then also, because I was in the Navy and, and on submarines, just about any U-boat dive. Uh, 853 up in Rhode Island, uh, 352 down North Carolina, the U-85. Also in uh, North Carolina, we had a small little plate. Has a little German swastika on the back of it, so... Uh, yeah, those are probably some of my top dives. Nice. Nothing where you have to go real far, you know, probably nothing exotic, but just very memorable. Great. All right, Nick, your turn. Nice. So, yeah, uh, probably growing up, we went to a lot of really cool spots. PNG, we, we went there a few times. We went to Cayman times. So growing up with our dad, we were able to see and dive a lot of really cool places. But recently, I think one of my best dive trips made has been to Socorro. Um, I went there a couple years ago with Bill Drum and a few a few of other other friends, and it was amazing. I mean, the dolphins, the manas, the the sea life that you see there on on every dive is pretty incredible. And I'm going to try and make it back, hopefully, in the in a few years. Nice. Uh, we're talking about Scapa, trying to do Scapa, um, and then also truck is one of our our two big bucket list things we got coming up, but. I was supposed to be coming back from truck yesterday, so we'll see. That's what you were saying. 
Yeah. Scapa, I'd, lo I'd love to do Scapa. Let me know when you're doing that trip, and uh, I'll see if I can't join y'all. That'd be great. I know Sweeney wants to go back there. A bunch of people want to go. So I'm trying to get Mark. Yeah, I know Joe. I think it was Joe that took his dad to Scapa to go, and I was talking to him about maybe joining one of those trips in the future, or maybe Dave and I going on that one at some point too. So Yeah, that'd be a blast. And we can get whiskey there. That's, that's right. <laughs> get lots of whiskey there. It'll be trouble. Um, so have you guys been to trucks previously? No, no. Um, that's, that's on my bucket list. And, uh, we're going in December with Aaron and the dirty dozen group. There's a number of uh, prison two divers that are going and it's scheduled for December. We're hoping that this, what's going on doesn't get any worse and doesn't affect that trip, but really, really excited about it. I think that sold out too. I think Aaron said he had two spots left and then sold out. Yeah, we had two spots left on Sunday, and I think uh, within probably an hour of announcing that we had two spots, they were sold out. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, Dave, what about you? Been to truck? Never been to truck. No. I mean, it's, uh, Sean, Sean has. Yeah. Sean's on 21 dives uh, on, on the, in truck, but uh, <laughs> I've been invited a number of different times. I know I, um, I know Cliff, Cliff real well from Odyssey. He's always said, anytime I want to come out there, I've always got a spot just – Got to work it into that schedule. So. Yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> Sean said you he's been telling him to go for years. So yeah, that's good. Um, so I guess Nick, you kind of hit on it. That, that's your bucket list, right? So you said that's a bucket list dive for you. Do you have any other ones? I'd say truck is definitely the top of the list. Um, you know, my dad is has been a lot of really cool places, and one of those is is also bikini. Yeah. Um, he uh, has been suggesting that we get a trip together for that one as well. So I, I told Aaron that might be our our next uh, our next trip that we do. Yeah, bikinis on my list. It was supposed to be a multiple year thing where I was knocking off a couple couple, and I just keep getting delayed. <laughs> so yeah. we truck them bikini, and that's that hasn't happened yet. So and I want to do the Doria too, but I mean that's melting away as is. Um, Dave, bucket list for you. Bikini yeah, would definitely be on would be on the list. Well, um, that's a challenge to get to, but I think that'd be a blast. Um, so, any big project you guys are working on? Uh, big travel coming up, project plans for work or anything like that? You can that you can talk about. I'm sure that you know. I've been talking to the New England <laughs> divers that are all like, "Yeah, we don't know any wrecks that we're going to do." Like, okay, yeah, I get it, but I know there's something. We're always working on on different things. So there's uh, there's some things that'll uh, that'll come out probably later on this uh, later on this summer. So uh, yep, that we're, yeah. uh, we're, there's a number of different projects we've been working on. I mean, all the brands have a, a roadmap of some really exciting products that were supposed to be you know scheduled for the middle of the year, but because of the coronavirus, they've been pushed out a little bit. Um, we've talked about a few of those. I think you know you mentioned the the Hollis buoyancy line is being updated a little bit, but beyond that, there's a lot of other cool things and some things we can't talk about yet, but we've taken a lot of survey feedback from, from our customers in different areas. And we've kind of used that to, to validate some of the direction we're headed with some of the brands and definitely listen, listen to that feedback. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see that. I always love when you guys come out with something new. So um, actually I think like it. it'll be good. Yeah, one of our first aqua trucks just walked through the door, so and it's going right back out the door. So, um, oh, good. I'm excited. Yeah. To see that one, <laughs> the bear aqua truck, but um, 
any travel? I mean, we talked about projects a little bit, but you guys plan, I mean, obviously it's completely up in the air, but is there someplace you're, you're, well, Nick, you said truck, but anything other than that, or you guys have any other plans? There's a few things. I mean, Dave and I have been talking about doing some, some diving maybe in Florida this summer. Um, in prep, in preparation of a truck, I'm trying to get some more, some more dives in. Uh, we might go down to Florida at some point, maybe, um, with John, John Conway and do some, do some dives together. Joe, Nick's never been on the, uh, the big O. So, uh, yeah, maybe hitting the, uh, risk any, uh, maybe once you get past this July, August timeframe, yep. it's a beautiful time of year to be on the, uh, Ariskany, So nice. I know Stellini's been down a couple of times. So, yeah. Yeah. Come through the river, Alexandria Bay, St. Lawrence River. Oh, Bay Bay. Fun. Now I love Bay Bay. I'd love to. Yeah. We just got to schedule it. And a bunch of people have been talking about going out to Lake Erie, too. So we're trying to plan that. That's been that's been going. They're oh, though, so I don't, I don't know if they'll actually make it or not. I don't know if they'll pop up on here. <laughs> yeah. talk, to, talk to Greg Stutch. He's done a lot of the diving up there in the, uh, in the other lakes. Yeah, yeah. Good old Stutch. Um, Oh, we kind of already covered that. Sneak peek on colors or projects. I don't think you guys are going to give us any sneak peeks, except for F1 LTs or pre-shipping, right? <laughs> LTs are we're taking we're taking orders for those. We showed them at at DEMA. Um, there have been actually quite a few products on the Holocide launch over the last year. Some, you know, we showed at DEMA, like the back mounted counter lungs. We're obviously shipping the new Prism 2 CE model. Um, there's a couple, there's a lot of things we're working on, but again, some things we can't talk about just yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sean wants to go to Fiji. <laughs> yeah, Fiji's nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sean wants to go where the beaches are and nice shopping is. Touche. I like it. My <laughs> wife is the exact same way. Um, so let's talk about that since you mentioned it. Uh, the CE model, the P2. Um, so Prism 2 rebreather. How did the whole Prism 2 kind of get into Hollis and its journey to make it through CE? And what's that been like? Right. So we've been shipping the Prism now for probably what is the date? Ten years, about uh, 2010. So we we introduced yeah. it, we showed it at the Riz, the first unveiling of Hollis in 2007 at DEMA, and we started shipping the the first unit uh, back in 2010. Right. Now going going through CE, we had gone through all the third party testing a number of different times, and CE standard has changed over over the last several years. So even the testing we did a few years ago has changed a little bit. We had to go back through again and and uh, kind of redo that. But mechanically, between what we started shipping 10 years ago and what we're shipping today is very, very similar. We actually are putting out an email to um, the dealers and customers, I think, tomorrow, letting them know kind of more of a heads up on what has changed as a result of CE, what it means mechanically, which, again, isn't very much. There's a few parts that get changed, but not much. Um, and, and how to make that upgrade. So for people that, that bought a Prism that want to update their unit to CE, they can send it to us, they can send it to their local dealer and get that upgrade um, done. Nice. And it, it yeah. started as a Topaz, right? It did, yeah. So back before it was the Prism 2, it was the Prism Topaz. And it was, I would say, mechanically similar in a lot of ways, but every part on the unit has been completely um, redesigned from the standpoint of production. So it used to be cast molded individually and now it's injection molded and produced in much larger quantities. So 
Um, that's allowed us to bring production in house to Salt Lake City, and uh, now we're producing everything everything here in Salt Lake. Jason, we'll uh, we'll send out a a Hollis neck buff and a Prism Two hat. All right, to any other people listening that doesn't work for Hewish, that can type in and tell us what Prism stands for. Ooh, I like. There that. you go. That's amazing. These nice hats too. They're nice hats. So anybody who can tell us what Prism originally stands for, we'll send out a a hat and a, a neck buff. That's beautiful, especially now since everybody's wearing the neck buff. So I, <laughs> yeah. Joe Stellini's changing his name on here as we speak. <laughs> yeah, he's logging in under <laughs> Rachel's name. Rachel Stellini's gonna win it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too funny. Um, yeah, I saw yeah. Will, Will Drums been wearing that Hollis thing like crazy. He's, every picture is Will with the uh, <laughs> the thing on. So, yeah, that's the box. Uh, what was it like? I mean, it took a while to get the CE rating. What was that like? The process like for you guys? Wow, appreciating. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was very long, and you asked us, you asked our customers, it's the same the same answer. It's a very long process, and everyone's waited a long time for it. The main reason why it took so long is because, you know, standards change over the, over the years, and we had to go back through the entire process again. And when you pass all the third-party testing at the lab, it doesn't mean you have CE. You have to show the quality system that you use. You have to show that there's a lot of other things being done on the back end. Oh, there we go. Rick Rick got it. Somebody answered it correctly. Oh, yeah, there it is. All right. That works. Um, so Rick won yes. that. Um, Conforti was delayed on trying to switch his name. <laughs> Conforti was a little late. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, so yeah. back to the CE stuff. So it's, it's excruciating. It takes a long time. We're, there's lots of changes. Um, that that need to be made with standards uh what's so i guess what how does the process go you send it to them and then where does it go from there right so the first the first part is coming up with a design and a concept that will pass all the testing the last thing you want to do is send it through a lab to get tested which is, is very expensive before you know you have a product that actually functions so you know we knew years ago we had a great work of breathing it was a very efficient design it would pass all the duration tests, the work of breathing tests. But beyond that, getting it into the lab, it takes a couple of days to get that testing done. Um, once that's finished, you have to then show you can properly manufacture the product. You can safely manufacture it. There's a lot of checks in place to make sure that all that's being done safely, correctly, until you can actually be granted the certificate. From start to finish, it takes it takes about a year. Um and why it's taken us th this long is because standards change and we went through some revisions, but but we're happy to now have it and provide that to uh, to you guys. That's great. Uh, and even before that, we did other third party testing. We had a bunch of ANSI testing that we you know that we provided and we shared with everybody. Um, obviously, CE does kind of raise the bar, gives you. Um, uh, um, bragging rights, if you will. So it's just nice to finally get that behind us. And it did take some time because we wanted to make sure we did it properly, just like the back mounted catalogs. You know, people have been after us for years about the back mounted catalogs, but we wanted to ensure when we came out with that product, it was something that we could, you know, be proud 
of delivering to the to the end users. And we also wanted to make sure that we wanted to make sure when we put that unit through CE again for the last time that we certified it for both the front mount and the back mount at the same time. You know, we yep. had a concept for back mount that we presented that we tested, and we kind of waited a little bit to say, okay, once that's done to market everyone's happy with the design then we can put it back through ce with both both versions and and they they did really well nice um so if you guys make any changes to the unit does it have to go fully back through ce or do they only test a portion of it any any change has to go back through ce now depending on what that change is it could mean an update file if it's like a an update to the manual or something small to the unit if it's something that changes the performance of the product, like the duration of the scrubber, the worker breathing, the electronics, that has to go and be retested. But that's the, the fun part of CE. Full top to bottom retest. Full everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We had a question yeah. about, is, are there any anything new or any changing changes to the prism and, and the scrubber basket and all that? And I think that kind of answers that is. Yeah. Um, it, it does, but we have, so as part of gathering all that feedback, you know, we had a lot of really good comments from even some of the names I'm seeing here in the list that are listening. It's, and most of those being the scrubber, we looked at the, the way the scrubber um, top and bottom connect the threads and addressing the, some of the issues people were having there. So I think if, if we're lucky, we can get it to market later, uh, maybe later this year or for next year. We'll just have to see how it goes, but we are looking at it. We're going to have a solution. But, and anybody that's on here that that isn't, there's a Prism 2 Rebreathers uh, Facebook group that's got a lot of good information in it. So uh, yep. we can grab that. And then the Hollis Divers one also. That I've seen, so. Yep. Yeah, the P2 page is amazing. I mean, we had, I don't know, it's like maybe 700 people in there now. And there's a lot of really good suggestions or people to answer questions in there. So if you guys ever have a, an issue or a question about the product or using the use of the products, Definitely go in there and ask the question. You'll get an answer pretty quick. Good. And then there's a full P2 builder online, which is kind of nice too. So you can just build your own specific unit, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And everybody in the company gets an email copy of that thing. It goes out to like everybody from what I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Um, so new dry suit line, like pretty much. I mean, I know we're pretty much been talking about all this stuff, but um, Bear's got a lot of stuff that came out this past year that's nice revisions. Bear has. I mean, the the Century and the Guardian, uh, newest our, our newest suits, uh, Crest Neoprene. Uh, they had been in development for a while. We actually tried to bring these out <clears throat> last year in 2019, but we wanted to wait. We've done a lot of changes. Most all of our suits are made in Malta. So we went through that entire line, made a lot of changes to the way that we actually cut the suits, the way that we did uh, quality checks throughout while the suits are actually being built. Um, and those suits have been very uh, well received um, into the market. You can either do the crust knee premium either in a front zip or we also have available in a, in a back zip, both men and women's as well. Yeah, those are really nice. I got yeah. the new is beautiful. Uh, it is. You know, prior to, I mean, the coronavirus, if someone was in a stock suit and there's so many sizes available in Bayer, I would say that 95% of the people could really go with a stock suit mm -hmm. unless looking for diff different color options. And a lot of those stock suits 
you know, we were able to deliver in three weeks based upon how much stock of the blanks we had in Salt Lake City. Um, if someone was looking for sort of more of a what's called made to order, which looking for different options or features that didn't come standard, um, those suits were taking about six, seven weeks. And then a complete made to measure custom suit was taking about eight. We have increased that time a little bit because now we used to air freight the suits in from Malta directly to Salt Lake City because of the coronavirus that um, has been impacted. We've added about 60 days to that to that shipping time. But still, I mean, right now you can probably do a made to measure in about 14 weeks. Yeah. Uh, right, perfect line for the, for the dive season if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How is that supply chain been affected by COVID stuff? I mean, right now, I mean, if you look at our typical supply, the way that we operate with Hewish is that typically we have anywhere from four to six months worth of inventory um, under roof at any one time. So really, we we haven't seen any any of a of a shortage as far as current inventory. You know, we have gotten from some of our vendors. They are looking at maybe going from a ninety day lead time to one hundred twenty day lead time, adding some thirty days. So if we can sort of come out of this, say sometime in May, beginning of June, I don't see a, a big impact. Now, like Nick said, also we, we there were some projects that we're looking at coming out with here. The beginning of you know 2020, middle of 2020, we've kind of pushed those out a little bit. Probably looking at later in the summertime for some of those some new projects that we were coming out with because of it. But all in all, I would say that we have been greatly impacted. Um, we're still obviously we're trying to make sure that we're as safe as possible for both our customers as well as our employees. All of our inside sales, they're working from home. We've been able to set that up for them. Uh, we rotate do some smaller um, operations in the warehouse we have uh, in Salt Lake City, as well as in our regulated production back in Costa Mesa, gone to some smaller teams, ensuring we're practicing all the safe measures um, during this, uh, during the crisis. That's great. Uh, I, Nick's playing music in the back of the Nick's rocking out over there. <laughs> Over there, you got music over there. No, no, I don't like it. I'm just feedback. All right. Um, so it seems like you guys are have a really good uh, plan in place to get all the product in where it needs to go um, and be ready to rock and roll ASAP as soon as the season comes around. Is that what I'm pretty much hearing? Yeah, but as Dave mentioned, we've kept a pretty a pretty good stock inventory. And we have, you know, several months of inventory on hand. So even though things have been slow with incoming incoming shipments, we've had a lot of stock to be able to support retailers during this time. And then when things pick back up, we'll still have the inventory levels to to meet those demands. Great. Uh, dive shows, uh, consumer shows, all those shows have been kind of screwed up for everybody uh how has that affected you guys we had a bunch of shows that we were scheduled for obviously beneath the sea was the first one here at the end of march i know if they push that out to october i'm not sure if that's going to happen or not mm -hmm. um the next show we were supposed to do was uh tech dive usa down in orlando actually for this month i mean that next weekend um and then we just got word for long beach the scuba show 
they're looking at it. They haven't canceled the show just yet. We'll probably wait for probably wait for another week or so to see what's happening in Southern California to to make that decision. Um, the next obviously big show after that will be Dima the first week in November, uh, which hey, it's it's actually in New Orleans. So we're we're very excited about the Dima show coming back to New Orleans. Has been here since I think two thousand one was a was the last show. But again, I think we're gonna have to wait and see. Uh, right now, the the uh, convention center is being used as a as a temporary hospital facility in New Orleans. I think we're gonna have to wait and see how long that continues, whether or not they're able to to turn around that facility to get it ready uh, by November timeframe. So it's uh, I think it's up in the air. I um, mean, we're positive. We're hoping that it works. If not, you know, we'll we'll uh, do the best that we can. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited and nervous at the same time about New Orleans. Um, I see the way Tima is normally, and then if we put it there, I think it's just going to be, you know. It's, well, they've, uh, the New Orleans mayor's already they've canceled all large like outdoor events. The mm -hmm. Jazz Fest was generally in, in April and May. They have moved that to later in the year. They've already canceled that, pushed it out until you know, 2021. I mean, again, we're gonna they're taking all the precautions they can. Hopefully, you know, we all can get together, work towards a, towards a cure, you know, a vaccine or something so we can do these type of events safely for everybody. Yeah. I um, really, I went back to working nights so that I could keep up with Greg Such. I'm just trying to, like, figure out a way to make it so that I actually can stay up the way he stays up and party the way that Greg does. So uh, that's <laughs> why I went back to the hospital is to train myself for Dima. So, Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got to get prepared for that one. It's it's yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a marathon every year. Yeah, the Greg Such show. You got to be a, be able to something else. else. I don't know if That's he's right. on. Um. So, any issues with uh, Mike Conforti or Daryl Bowerman just playing Call of Duty instead of coming to coming to meetings at, right now? Or what's the deal there? They're actually showing up to other meetings or they just playing Call of Duty? Both. A little bit of both. <laughs> bit of both. I, I was just checking. I see him on there every once in a while, and I, I just want to make sure. Um, <laughs> Selene wants Sean to, to jump in and tell her story about getting the award. <laughs> about you getting the award at Beneath the Sea. Yeah, we couldn't let that one go. <laughs> yeah, he's on that. She, she can jump on. She can tell the story. All I told her is, you know, look, I said there was 10 other people on that platform. Nobody <laughs> else fell off other than you. I think the booze <laughs> had something to do with what happened on the platform. Too funny. Oh. Um, what is the first dive you guys are going to do when this is all over, when you can get back out? Is there a first dive that you are planning, ready to go? Most people, it's not all that exciting. They're like, whatever the closest one to my house is. But uh, what is one that uh, you guys are planning on doing right off the bat? So lately, I've been uh, diving here in Salt Lake City, and the dive the dive options are pretty limited to um, a, hot, a crater that's 95 degrees and a salty pond. And I hate to call it that because just in case Seabase is listening, but it's uh, – <laughs> It's it's very shallow and great for training, great for uh, in, in, you know in, in level diving. But that's about what I'm going to get into as soon as we get opened up. So. 
a 95 degree crater. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I got, so, I've, I've heard of that, but I don't know how, how, how many people actually know of this, this existence. So the pictures you've probably seen in some of the Hollis marketing that looks like a, a kind of a decorative cave mm. is really uh, the crater here in Salt Lake City. Um, it's a city called Heber, actually. And it's actually a great dive. You know, it's, it's 65, 70 feet to the bottom. But after 20 minutes, you feel like you're cooking because the water is, uh, is so warm. It's yeah. very unique, but after 20 minutes, you're ready to get out of the water. Yeah. It sounds amazing, right? But then... Yeah. yeah yeah sounds amazing for a little bit uh right. what about you for uh what's the first dive you're gonna do probably just jump in the truck and ride over to pensacola or maybe uh you know jackson hole just something to jump in the water and get wet yeah yeah so you guys got that luxury if this thing breaks we're still about 38 39 degree water temperature so it's yeah cold. that's not too bad it's yeah, just so warm, in the, it's warm in the dry suit yeah mm-hmm yeah what were you saying, Nick? I was saying we have the opposite here. It's a a very big shift in temperature for sure. Yeah, yeah, we we're we're still hanging in there a little bit. Um, any advice or words of wisdom to the listeners in general um, going forward? Anything you want to say to everybody um, in, in that range? Um, I'm going to end it right around 45 minutes because I got to get to the hospital and get to my shift or whatnot. But um, so any advice or words of wisdom to anybody um, that's listening? Nick? You know, we get a lot of questions from customers or, that are new to technical, new to rebreather diving. Um, they ask, I'd like to get into the PRISM 2. What's the first step? And obviously the first step for that is to find a, a great instructor. And you know, find one that you connect with, that, that you like, and, and take your time. You know, obviously the rebreather process takes a lot of time, but every every step of the way takes time and that's all i recommend just take the time i mean i gotta echo that it's all about training it's all about training preparing yourself um i mean look it's never it's never the equipment that gets you into trouble it's just how you respond if something does go wrong and uh mm -hmm. finding a good a good instructor whatever agency you know i mean i know you got tdi on your chest and well, whatever agency that you, you want to go with when you find that instructor that takes education, makes it their own program, that they drill you, they train you, and they pre prepare you to enjoy yourself and all to be prepared, be prepared if something were to happen. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I am surprised that no one has made mention that I've worn the exact same shirt on every single one of my presentations so far. Like normally there's a bunch of jackasses in here and no one's mentioned that. I'm not living at my house and I have a certain number of outfits and I just wash them often, but I don't know why that hasn't come up yet. At least you're washing them. So. I'm washing them. Yeah, I'm washing everything all the time. It's just in a cycle, but um, I don't have very many clothes right now, so it's all good. Um, all right. So is there anything you want to say to people about, um, you know, uh, encouragement on the world we're living in right now um, as we're going forward? Stay safe. Fine. I mean, practice, yeah. safe practices. You know, we're um, we're here to help out in any way that we can. Um, we're staying engaged with our custom, with our dealers, and with their, their customers. And uh, look, we will get through this like we get through everything else. Uh, the water is going to be there. The dive is going to be there. Uh, just hold on, and um, 
once we're past this, we can all go out and uh, get wet and enjoy diving. Nice. Nick? Same thing. Yeah, better days ahead. We're looking forward to it. Stay safe. And uh, if you guys have any questions about products or anything, obviously we're still here. Just email us or send us a message on Facebook, and we're happy to talk to you guys. Oh, you're going to get all sorts of questions now. I already do. <laughs> yeah. Where's the side mount rebreather? Where is this? Where is that? Where is this? I can't oh, wait. Yeah. I'm sure you get thousands of messages on that. There's so. a couple. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always the same person, right? <laughs> One Usually. person emails every week. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a couple regulars. <laughs> That's all great. I love it. Um, well, I truly appreciate you guys taking your time out, uh, having conversations with us. Uh, it's definitely a different way of doing things. Uh, and uh, I appreciate everybody kind of taking their time doing this. Uh, I never thought I'd be doing two to three interviews on a platform per week, but apparently that's what's going on right now. So I really appreciate you guys coming by. Jason, yeah. thank you very much for putting this together. We appreciate it. My thanks pleasure. for having us, Jason. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. Be safe. I'll talk to you both soon. All right, okay. Bye -bye. All right, guys. See you. Bye. Bye.